I'm Mike Hebert, owner of Cantex Roofing and Construction. Every day is game day, and we'll get it right when it comes to your roofing, construction, windows, and mirrors. Call Cantex Roofing and Construction today. Together, we are one serving you. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Good afternoon to you and yours. It is the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com, and the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff McGuire hanging out with Jamie Lenz and Clint Scott across the way, sliding slides, pushing buttons for us on the bottom line. And I just want to get to this question off the Yates Flooring Center chat line for before we can get rolling on the show here. Uh, this was asked 14 minutes ago. Choice, do you not do your own show anymore? The answer to that question is no. I mean, just no. He doesn't. He does every other show but his own. And we thank him for that at times. He will tomorrow. Will he, though? Are we sure? The way this whole week has gone, I'm not putting anything past anybody. Well, unless any of you decide to pretend to be sick. Anything can happen at this point. Mm -hmm. Like, all, Mm -hmm. all it takes is one thing. And Joyce won't be doing a show tomorrow. By the way, did you get my uh, time off request email again? <laughs> While you were uh, out sick. While you were uh, on vacation? <laughs> uh, I had some time on my hands. I thought I'd plan out my schedule mm-hmm. here for the year. <laughs> mm-hmm. that's, yeah. good. that's good thinking. Yeah, you know, I'd kill two birds with one stone. Good that way, you save your time. Yeah. Um, we do have Jamie Linton for the first hour today. Uh, I'm guessing it's because the Friendship Tigers are uh, hitting the road for Odessa Permian today, which is why you are... Gracing our presence early today. Yes. Um, so we're going to take advantage of that, Jamie. We're going to let the noon hour folks that only get to listen during their lunch hour ask you baseball questions at 1230. So if you've got a baseball question for Jamie at 1230, get it in on the Yates Learning Center chat line, and we will answer all of them then. Clint, looks like you've already got a question in the hopper ready to go. No, I'm just going to say strictly baseball. If it's anything else, we will track you down and throw something at you. I mean, you could ask girls basketball questions. I mean, no, he, he's watched a lot of it. I'm not saying we're only going to talk, but we're we're focusing because we don't get the opportunity in the noon hour to talk with the baseball expert that is Jamie Lint. Oh, slow down on, on the word on the bottom line. Slow, slow, slow your roll on the whole expert thing. If we took away, how the about coaching the guy staff? that loves watching? How, how about that? That's how, really what I. How am. about his official nickname, the Tad Lad? I know that more for the other guy who's supposed to be here at this time. That's kind of his theme song. It's been taken by the Tad Lad. I don't think you can take that one. That was given by a Texas Tech coach. And the Tad Mobile. What is the one that you're referring to? The the Batman signal? Yeah, who's that for? Sneed? Yeah. Why? Because he was the sidekick to Chuck Hines when uh, Tommy Tuberville was on the show. Sidekick? Yeah. Is that an offensive term? It was to Sneed for about so... Yes. I'm <laughs> like always since it happens. the sidekick. Sure. I mean, Chuck, Clint, Choice, Haney, Haxton. I mean, everybody. I'm always the sidekick. Well, I'm the sidekick sidekick, so what's I'm, that make me? I'm always the <laughs> bridesmaid. <laughs> Never the bride. There's... One, one day you'll catch that bouquet. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um... But let's be honest, of the people that we have access to on a regular basis, 
take away the Texas Tech baseball coaching staff and the baseball team and maybe Mike Gustafson. And I'm not I'm saying maybe there. On the current roster, who knows more about them than you do? Gustin, I just really enjoy baseball. Sure. So we pay attention to the sport. And, and we're yeah. going to give everyone an opportunity to get those questions into you. Do that at 1230 today. Uh, we do have all of the old staples that are doing what they do, including question of the day and tell me I'm wrong, your fact of the day, and your top 10 list. And Jamie, I don't know if you're going to be jealous about this list or not, that you're not here for it, because you've kind of enjoyed these. Top 10 Disney cartoon afternoon shows. I'll I'll listen in. I'll listen in. <laughs> You'll be listening to the '80s all the way down on the on the, in the card. Don't 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 lie to me. It's fine. You're allowed not to listen. Clint doesn't listen all the time either. I know I don't listen all the time. Do what? See, <laughs> you should hang around in the morning sometime. <laughs> oh boy, what is there's tr- a difference between not listening and blocking out. <laughs> blocking out? You mean <laughs> that too? Um, but yeah, Yates Morning Center chat lines for those. Uh, and what this rain in the forecast really put a hamper in my day, Jamie. Mm-hmm. Like not like a big hamper in my day, but it definitely made the last say forty five minutes a little interesting. Because on Friday, I ordered a piece of electronics to come in. Nothing fancy, nothing major. I'm not building a new computer yet, but I need something new. I got it, ordered it, and they said it would be delivered Tuesday. He's like sprinkling outside. Electronics and water are not good friends. I know you've heard of water-cooled computers, but those are highly protected to make sure that the electronics don't actually get in contact with the water. So uh, I was just flying across town twice to get the electronics inside so they would not get wet. That was smart. This is West Texas. It's not supposed to rain. Wet Texas. It well, it's damp today. Would be the way I would describe it. Damp is the okay. And we have a one hundred percent chance of rain throughout the day now. Chat so, line says it's barely sprinkling. That is still rain. Yeah. And electronics it's sprinkling is it doesn't care. It will just soak it all up, especially since I can't do anything with it for the next three hours while I'm hanging out with you. So Choice talked to me this morning about you know he brought up a subject because he knows I have an obsession with shoes. Sure. Um, what we're currently getting right now is Jeff's obsession with being stupid with electronics. I mean, he uh, was very excited about his laptop. And so the last thing that he would want is to, uh, have said laptop show up, not laptop. I'm sorry. It was keyboard, 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 keyboard. laptop, uh, show up and not work. So, um, I don't make enough money just to throw it away on electronics because of weather. Well, if you got it and it didn't work, it feels like you would be able to say, hey, this doesn't work. Right. Send me another one. You've returned things on the internet before. I can tell. Yeah, but they, they'd <laughs> probably you reply with to... like, hey, it was just barely sprinkling. It wasn't raining. It's your yeah. fault, dude. Yeah, yeah it's your, and I would have yeah. to buy yet another one. Yeah. So it's Jeff's, really... Jeff's obsession or what, what was the... Remember I told you the term like your Roman... Empire? Roman Empire yeah. is is electronics. That's Jeff. My Roman Empire. That means that's your obsession. Yeah, that's a term. That, Good that, use. Yeah, that's that's new. That's way new age, Jamie. Yeah, Man, that, you are. You that's are a term. The hip. One of the daughters explained it to me the other day. She doesn't use it. 
But okay. she said that's something she's heard. Yeah. The Roman Empire. Your Roman your, Empire. Your Everybody Roman has Empire. a Roman Empire. Or many, maybe many. Yeah. See, I would just go white whale. The thing that you're, for, for Moby Dick, the thing that you're chasing and obsessing over. Okay, well. I mean. You, you can do that. That would make more sense to me because the, you know, the, the rise and fall of the Holy Roman Empire is, you know, a really thick book that I am never, ever going to read. Like it's it doesn't have I enough have pictures so for me. I have so many jokes right now that I <laughs> don't hold back. Uh, don't hold back. This off the Ace Learning Center chat line so that they ship it without packaging. Most most packages are prepared in packing to withstand a little rain, plastic wrapped, etc. I didn't know what they packed it in. I would agree with that. And Jeff was planning on tissue paper. Apparently, I I didn't know. And I also I'm sitting here no, for they three wrapped hours. it in Kleenexes again. Come on, they gotta stop doing this. And there's not an, a covering over my door. Okay, it's just like straight roof to floor. Mm. <laughs> JL got the Roman Empire thing explained to me last night. Teenagers, see, so you learn something new every day, Jane. See, I taught you something new. It's the bottom line. A one hundred point seven, the score. Getting to the points. But taking the scenic route to get there, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. 15 minutes before we pick Jamie's brain on the Red Raider baseball team coming up with a season 24 sleeps away. I have counted correctly. And if I haven't, well... That's probably no surprise to anyone within the sound of my voice. But before we do that, Texas Tech basketball off tonight for Big 12 play. There are 18, well, 10 teams total in action today and tomorrow. Uh, and we're going to kind of poke around the rest of the conference for a little bit here and kind of tell you what we think about these games and, and what we may or may not be looking forward to in tonight's games that may or may not tell us what's going to happen with the Red Raiders as they uh, continue play. Sitting atop the Big 12, if you uh, have been uh, kind of hiding, Texas Tech 4-1 and one in conference play, tied with Kansas State 4-1. and one. Kansas 4-2, and two, Houston 3-2, and two, Oklahoma 3-2, and two, Baylor 3-2, and two, Iowa State 3-2. and two. You're getting the idea now. Uh, almost everybody now is 2-3 uh, and three, with the exception of Cincinnati, who is 2-4. And, and then Oklahoma State, who is uh, over. Over. So when I look at tonight's schedule, <clears throat> first thing is I, I love the Red Raiders have, well, as much as I'd like to watch a game, I love that they're getting time to uh, get some rest and be ready for a big game on the road on Saturday. It just feels like um, it's going to be hard to come by road wins in the Big 12 Conference this year. And so, um, man, if, if having the week off helps you and – Stealing a road win at Oklahoma, I think that would be phenomenal. So, uh, good time for it. So and, let's. And anytime you've got four games in a row of top twenty-five teams, mm-hmm. having a break in the middle is nice. Yeah, no doubt, no doubt. So Oklahoma is uh, hosting Texas tonight. I, I think that's probably the the best matchup. I know Houston and BYU are also facing off, and those are two ranked teams. But uh, it, it is it is in Provo, but I still expect Houston to win that one handily. See, I do too, but I'm I don't know what Texas is, and maybe that's why it's more interesting. But I also see that as, you know, it's the basketball version of the Red River rivalry. 
that it's just going to be, you can almost throw out the fact that Oklahoma's ranked 11th in this and that they're playing at home. This could be the game that Texas turns it on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I'm. I was saying that I didn't think that Houston and BYU is going to be a great game. I think Texas and Oklahoma. Uh, I do think that'll be a good game. I, I don't look at the Longhorns and say that they're uh, no match for Oklahoma or anything like that. We we've seen Texas have some really low lows this year, and then we saw what they did on Saturday against Baylor. So who knows if that's um, kind of flips the switch, turns things around for them, and all of a sudden we see them playing much better than they've played so far this year. So. That one, to me, is a good game. Uh, the West Virginia-UCF uh, game, which none of us probably would have predicted at the beginning of the year to be a good game. I, I think that's kind of a uh, you know, a measuring stick kind of game to see what mm-hmm. those two teams really are. Again, same thing with them in Texas. We've seen some, seen some ugly from those two teams, but we've also seen some really good from those two teams. So um, just each, each night out, it feels like you learn a little bit more and at the same time, I don't think you can ever get too high or too low because it's, I mean, the the moment you get thinking, oh, that team's great, they're going to roll by everybody else, then... Oklahoma State's going to beat them. Yeah, something to that effect. Now, Oklahoma State hosting TCU tonight, wouldn't be shocked at all to see Oklahoma State win the game. Yeah, I kind of had the same thought because they're not the cream of the Big 12 by any extent. The, let's not even pretend. Who? Oklahoma State. No, they're the, um, the they're the the out of chaff. date yogurt in the trash can. Yeah, yeah. I mean they're they're That's at the bottom like of the barrel for a reason. Dung. But they're still in the Big Twelve, and they're still better than a lot of teams. Not necessarily in the Big Twelve. Mm-hmm. That you could see them absolutely jump up and get one at home, and sure. this could be the one that they get, and everybody goes, "Oh well, Oklahoma State finally woke up for the season. Welcome to the Big Twelve party." I just don't think they're that much behind everybody else. Does look like there's a bit of a gap, but I don't think they're that far behind. And as we just talked about earlier, getting wins on the road in Big Twelve play is going to be hard. So, um, yeah, I, I think TCU could could get themselves in a challenge there. Yeah, almost everybody in the conference with uh, let's see, Oklahoma State zero and two. Everybody else has at least one win, and almost everybody is above 500 at home. Yeah. Uh, BYU is at 500, UCF at 500. Then you've got Texas and Cincinnati as your two teams that are below 500 at home. Yeah. Another interesting matchup tomorrow night is maybe the one that I'm I'm the most interested for in the Big 12 during the midweek year. Big 12, quote-unquote, game of the midweek is tomorrow night. Yeah, Kansas State at Iowa State. You want to talk about being disrespected. Kansas State's up there at the top of the conference. And not in the top 25. And not in the top 25. Meanwhile, Iowa State is in the the group of teams tied for three and two at 3-2, and 14-4 and four overall, and they're in the top 25. So, I... Haven't we learned in the Big 12 not to underestimate Kansas yeah, State? I would say Iowa State does have a win against Houston, though. Sure. I, and yeah. Iowa State is, as we've already seen, they are a good basketball team. But haven't we stopped? Haven't we figured out to stop underestimating Kansas State? Doesn't that almost always turn around and bite us in the behind? I'm not going to underestimate underestimate either one of those teams. It feels like in basketball, it's always a challenge. 
Clint will disagree because he hates K-State so much. No, but. I was going to say, I you were talking about the measuring stick game, which I agree with, between West mm-hmm. Virginia and UCF. I think this is a, a measuring stick game in its own right because I don't think either of these teams will win the Big 12. I don't either. But I think both of these teams could be fighting for the five-seed line, mm-hmm. four-seed line, somewhere around there. Um, and then I'll, I'll say this about Kansas State. If they were somehow, you know, to find a way to go into Hilton and get a win, I, I'm I'm not disrespecting Kansas State. I'm not underestimating Kansas State. I'll say this though: my expectations for them will go up a lot higher yeah. than what they are right now. I would agree. I would agree. You could just see the fear in Clint's eyes just thinking about the octagon of doom. No, yeah, right. Octagon of room. I think that's what you meant to say. <laughs> I miss. So that's I'm missing somebody. Tech, Kansas, <laughs> Cincinnati. Baylor, I'm missing somebody that's not playing. I go, well, I guess that's four, and then there's four games tonight, one tomorrow. So that is everybody in the Big 12. I'm like, I feel like I'm missing somebody. If you can't remember them, you're really not missing them. Well, They're you just know. not memorable. TCU's the one I always forget during football season, and I don't know why, because I know they are in the Big 12. Like, I'll remember Houston over TCU, and I definitely think TCU belongs more than, than U of H does. Like, 100%. But I'll remember Houston's in the Big 12. Don't ask me why I forget TCU's in the Big 12. I have no idea. Uh, I like you guys. Uh, I'm looking at that Houston-BYU game. Uh, I know you think that it's going to be a much more chance for Houston to blow out uh, BYU, but I look at that game as how good is Houston and what are what are we going to learn from Houston in this atmosphere with them on the road where they've had some struggles in the Big 12 this year. And from everything we've kind of seen, BYU is not an easy place. Provo is not an easy place to play unless you are, in fact, BYU. So I, I kind of, I'm I'm interested in, in that way. The West Virginia UCF game is the, the separating of the middle of the conference a little, uh, helping separate the middle of the conference, mm-hmm. where I think Tech is going to be on top of that mark, especially the way I've been playing lately. But it needs to start separating. And not, and we're still super early in the schedule. That that's why everybody's all bunched up the way they are. And you've got what four games technically separating first and last. You take away Oklahoma State, and it's two games. That anything still can happen at this point in the year. But the sooner that it kind of starts to separate, and you kind of get a better idea of what the top half of the conference looks like versus the bottom half, even if it's the middle chunk that's the bottom half, you get. I don't want to say more relaxed but an easier progression of how things need to go if you want to make the NCAA tournament. Sure. And and where you fit in the Big 12 tournament and what you may or may not need to do there. Yep. I I guess with this game, because I'm picking Houston to win it. I'm not picking Houston to blow out BYU. But on the other hand, like we're going to talk about this all year long, and I know we're only five games in. Um you know, it's it's hard to win on the road, but if you're going to win a Big 12 championship at some point, you have to get a couple. And if you're Houston, you've started out 0-2. So if you really are going to have a share or win the Big 12, I mean, at some point you have to start winning road games in the conference. And so even though I think that they'll win tonight, could be still going to go do that. Yeah, it could be. Get those questions in for Jamie on the Yates Flooring Center chat line about the Red Raider baseball season. We don't get a chance to do this very often in the noon hour, and we're going to take advantage of it. 
It's the bottom line on 100.7 The Score, 107thescore.com. Bringing you the truth, or something like the truth, this is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Coming up in 30 minutes, we will say goodbye to Jamie and welcome in uh, Josh Falpel for the remainder of the program. 15 minutes from now, it is your Kaylee's Daily's Animal Fact of the Day. And right now, we are going to the Ace Flooring Center chat line and answering your baseball questions with the color analyst with the Red Raider baseball team, Jamie Lent, hanging out with us early today. We're going to do these in order as best as I possibly can, Jamie, because, you know, order is important as uh, we roll through this. Very first question we got, and I'm going to kind of modify this to make it more fair. Because they want to know if Texas Tech is going to win the national title this year in baseball. <laughs> what's a re- what's reasonable expectations for this Red Raider baseball team as we sit today? Well, I think reasonable expectation is for them to stay inside the top 25 all year long. Uh, hopefully even inside the top 20. I think, and let me just, I guess I should say this. You know I'm ultra conservative when it comes to this kind of stuff. I've heard right? that rumor about you. Yeah, yes. I, I'm not going to go. I, I'm going to. You're not saying we're going to the ship after winning one Undersell game. and over. Over deliver. Is what, uh, over deliver is what we're looking for. Right. Um, I think you're going to be a top 25 team all season long. I think you will be in the running um, to be hosting a regional. Okay. okay. Uh, I think you look at TCU's roster and Texas's roster, and they look really, really good as well. I, I think those are your biggest contenders, but I look at West Virginia and Oklahoma State and even Oklahoma and think that those three teams will be pretty good too. Uh, so I, I think there's there's six teams there that I think have a great chance, chance to be NCAA tournament teams, um, and you could probably – like I said, I feel like those first three with the Red Raiders, Longhorns, and and the Horn Frogs will be the top. But I think those other three will be pretty good too, um, maybe even really good. So, um, I I think you know I think I head into a lot of seasons feeling like uh, you're going to have a good shot to host a regional, to be one of those 16 regional hosts. And I definitely feel like this team is uh, a little bit better than they have been the last couple of seasons. So I think that's a a legitimate expectation. And as we sit currently, they're ranked 21 in the country, according to D1, D1 Baseball. And you figure top 16 teams host. So, I mean, that's not like a stretch to say. You're going to slowly tick up as the season goes through. Yeah. And you know how many games um, those teams in the top 25 have played so far? Goose egg. Zero. So we really, it's all about. Projecting. Lots of opportunity yeah. to move up at this point in the All season. Uh, Shelly wants to know, does this mean we get three hours of Jamie Lynn today? Mm, Are no. you calling a baseball game? I am not. So only yeah. only an hour today. Sorry, Shelly. But it is nice to know that you have a fan out there. Okay, it's good. There's one. Um, Jamie. Or actually, I should say Tad Lad. Uh, will you be doing an autograph booth? Be- Where will your autograph booth be when the Shriners Classic is in February? I still need your famous signature on a baseball. Um, wherever you want it to be. There will not be a booth, but I'll sign said baseball. I feel like it's a missed opportunity. 
Oh, you could just you swing could, by the station now. Then you wouldn't have to carry the ball to the game. We are having a uh, autograph signing event over at Clint's T-shirt stand. Oh, featuring really? Jamie yeah. Lynn. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe um, just uh, maybe he wants me to sign it so he can then throw it back. Sure. <laughs> I mean, that's a definite possibility. Yeah. Uh, Jamie, what do you expect our uh, weekend rotation to look like? Yeah, it's a good question. Um, I expect Kyle Robinson to be one of the starters, and I expect Zane Petty to be one of the starters. Uh, those are the the two guys that I think you can um, more than pencil in. Okay, I uh, I think beyond that, I, I still think we're you know we're kind of wondering at this point. I think Jack Washburn um, transfer from Ole Miss, who sat for you last year because of an injury. Uh, could be in that mix, I, I, but I think there are three or four other guys that could be in that mix as well. Uh, so that's and, – and really, again, the hard part here is because of the way Coach Tadlock, Coach Gardner, even even um, before that Coach Hayward, it's not always your best pitcher that's pitching on Friday night, and it's not always mm-hmm. your top three pitchers that are starters. I mean, because they can use it. Hey, if we have a guy who's really good that can pitch twice in a weekend using him out of the bullpen and we can use him to help us win two games, then we might or go do that, that right? Way. So that, yeah. that ch- changes a lot of different things. But um, Trenton Paris, I got to believe, is is going to be in that mix. mix. Tabor Fast, Jacob Rogers, guys that we saw last year, Mac um, Hewer, I think that's how you say his name. I'll figure it out before the season start. Highly, highly rated, top 60 in the country, uh, right-handed pitcher coming out of high school in Georgia. Uh, he's got a chance, I think, to be a, a weekend starter, maybe even a midweek starter for you. So um, a lot of options. Uh, this is a very solid question that I hadn't even thought of yet off the 8th Center chat line. How many teams make the Big 12 tournament now that we have four extra teams? Any format changes for that going forward? Yeah, I think everybody does. I think there's extra action, and it's a, I believe it's a day early. I think it. I think the tournament itself starts on Tuesday. Are there any significant injuries to expect key contributors leading to beginning uh, to the beginning of the season? Uh, I haven't heard of any. No, I mean there was nothing in the fall. No, I mean there was one player who had a a wrist injury, but that you know, should have been fixed long ago. So that, that should, should be fine. Nobody was walking around in an arm sling that had just come off a TJ surgery or anything like that. So, uh, unless somebody, you know, hit the slopes and hit a tree on the slopes over the Christmas break, I don't think there's anything looming right now. Well, let's hope that didn't happen. Yes. Um, Bobby hot dogs chimes in and says, uh, you can get, uh, he can you you can hook people up with an adios muchacho ball. Not sure if you can get it through the tad lad though. I do not have any adios muchacho balls. You do not have any adios muchacho balls. Uh, and then horse she'll... name, <laughs> horse name. Well, make sure you send that to uh, Choice Woodman. Uh, Shelly, I will absolutely send adios <laughs> muchacho balls to her, to uh, choice. Uh, Shelly writes back in. I'm not your only fan. I'm your biggest fan. Ben, put your autograph football next to his Darren Woodson autograph ball. Thought you would enjoy knowing that. Oh, that's awesome. Uh, looking at the Red Raider baseball season, most important series is what? 
you want to go Big 12 play here or non-conference play? Mm-mm-mm-mm. I want to go Big 12 play. Yeah, I mean, TCU. I I almost might lean toward Texas, though. Well, TCU is a great answer for this, and you're by far the baseball expert, so I don't know why I'm arguing with you on this. I but just think TCU is the favorite. They are, but getting off to a hot start at the be- in that first series, we've so, seen so many times that really good teams can lose the first weekend and never fully recover for how fast the Big 12 season is. That it, And it's not... And I know everybody in the Big 12 doesn't play everybody and that, you know, you've got some instances like when you think of football or basketball where you get off to a slow start and can make up for it later. It just really feels like baseball. You go one for three in your opening weekend. It might not be until the last week of the year where you make up those two losses in something that in an unexpected series opener that it just always feels like you're you're climbing uphill as opposed to getting a hot start in that opening weekend, he can carry you throughout the whole season. Yeah, and then the whole—I mean, it was just so emotionally draining in Austin last year, right? <sighs> to lose on the walk-offs like you did, back-to-back walk-offs. I mean, you—you you were right there in the first game, got it tied late, and then gave up the lead even later, and then. You lose both Saturday and Sunday in a walk-off. Um, that was when Brandon Beckel was suspended, and we all kind of look at that and say, man, how different would that have been if you had yeah. your your ace bullpen guy? Uh, When's the Oklahoma State series so we can make sure they lose somebody for the next weekend when they need them? Yeah. Uh, you got to remember that. Um, and you wonder why I hate everything Oklahoma State. No, I don't. Not at all. <laughs> how many players on this team will have double-digit home run seasons? Ooh. Good question. Um, I'll take Bazell. I'll take Cash. I'll take McGee at third. I'll take Green. How many is that? Four? Four. I think there's going to be too much platooning in the other position, so I'm going to say four. Powerful lineup for the Red Raider baseball team, according to Jamie Lint. On the way next, Kaylee's Dailies. Might give you some more chances to answer some baseball questions. It's the bottom line. 100.7, the score. Bringing you the truth or something like the truth. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7, the score. Keeping your lunch hour entertained on 100.7, the score, 107thescore.com. And the 100.7 The Score mobile app. Jeff in for choice, sitting alongside Jamie Lent and uh, Clint Scott across the way, sliding slides, pushing buttons for us as he does on the program since his return from the dead. And is this your first experience, Jamie, with Kaylee's Dailies? I think so. You've been in the tail, you've come in afterwards and had to deal with some cannon fodder from it. Yeah, there's been chats on the on the chat line, the Yates Flowing Center chat line about... Some of the Kaylee's Dailies conversation. Well, and as the general rule, and and this I mentioned this to Sneed, and he kind of a dot ran with it. If you can say it with a straight face, it's science. If you laugh, you're twelve. That being said, it's time for Kaylee's Dailies. <laughs> Jamie. Yes. Clint. Fine listening audience. 
The Miami Zoo recently announced the birth of two sloth bear cubs as part of an ongoing conservation effort to increase the species population. So you ask, what is a sloth bear? More of, more sloth, or more bear? Sloth bears are an Indonesian carnivorous bear found in countries such as Sri Lanka and India. These bears are known for their shaggy black coats and brownish snouts. Sloth bears are average size, uh, hang on, whoops, uh, among bear species, growing up to about six feet in length and maxing out at around 300 pounds. Are they slow? Similar to sloths, sloth bears prefer to live in trees where they eat a variety of bugs, fruits, honey from beehives. In the old, uh, colder months, sloth bears will often be seen on the ground digging through termite mounds or supplementing their diets. Biggest similarity the sloth bear has with it with a sloth is the fact that sloth bears will carry their baby cubs on their backs like a three-toed sloth would. So I don't know that they're slow, but they carry their children on their back like they like a sloth does. Maybe how that's how they got their name. I'm looking at a headline that says sloth bear, world's deadliest bear. Really? Did a sloth More bear than... write that article? Title himself? Shh, I'm about to watch a video where it's fighting a tiger. Oh, wow. Yeah, I just did. Uh, I found the same search. Probably by typing in the same thing you did. Yeah, it looks like a, a good old-fashioned regular bear. Like it doesn't look like a, it is definitely more bear than sloth. Just looking at it. Kind of looks like it needs a haircut. Oh, I'm seeing a video where it attacks a human. That's super fun. Ooh, I, who I instigated would... it? He Ooh, I'm... probably had a TCU hat on. Well, I do see some purple in this picture, so maybe that's a definite possibility. So the sloth bear. Just uh, saying, I saw a video the other day, and I, it's not the first video that's been out there like this. Tourists that had just found, like, I would say a medium-sized brown bear, but was still a brown bear, and there was like 12 of them, different groups, and they were 20 feet away. I'm not giving them any credit, by the way, but they mm -hmm. were 20 feet away trying to take a picture with the bear in the background, and then surprise, surprise, the bear started to run at the group. The bear was no longer it's in like the background. Natural, he was in the foreground. <laughs> it was a video of natural selection. Like, yeah. Why is it that... If there, there's like one thing in this world that I can get on YouTube and get caught going down a rabbit hole, it is watching animals fighting. I don't know why. I'm a sucker for uh, dogs seeing their owner after a long time on YouTube. Those are much more fun. Because it's that moment where the dog's like, wait, hang it. I see I that. I know you. I see that every day when Winfield has to be without me for eight hours. Oh, wow. It's devastating for him. <laughs> you should have, uh, I mean, I get it from the dogs, but you should have three cats that wish you were gone longer. <laughs> it's the no, I had, a, I had an ex-wife that was like that, so I, I've got that <laughs> it's covered. <not> just cats. <laughs> uh, Shelly says, Sloth Bear, new Clinton nickname, uh, with love, Viking. I can, I can take that. I was saying you needed a haircut. I need a haircut. So. I still say it's Yukon Cornelius. Like, the, there's a reason it's your avatar. You're the world's deadliest talk show host, okay? Because I kill shows. 
Uh, Bullfighter seconds this because he's indeed slow. I don't think Clint's slow. He's just been missing in action for a while. Uh, this question off the Ace Flooring Center chat line, Jamie, with regards to Texas Tech baseball, or I should say it's a comment more, uh, Cash kind of crashed toward the end of the season last year. Did teams learn how to pitch him? Was it fatigue, or do you believe the reason was that uh, that he, we didn't have adequate protection around him in the season in the lineup to ensure that he gets some good pitches? Yeah, I think it's a it's a good name a good question, uh, and and you're absolutely right. His numbers definitely went down at the end of the year. He was he was big in in the uh, regional in in Florida, but his numbers went went down dramatically towards the end. And I think it was a a matter of you know teams figuring out how to pitch him a little bit. The, the crazy part to me was that he was swinging through a lot of fastballs, so it wasn't as if all of a sudden no, they figured out he couldn't hit the breaking ball. It was just that he was, I mean, it felt like he was, I don't know, maybe he had lost his confidence a little bit, whatever. Maybe he was. Maybe he was tired, you know. Maybe he was wore down at the end of the year. I remember previously, you know, playing at Texas, he had 23 at-bats in the previous season. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, just kind of a, a year of Big 12 baseball and going through it. Uh, he was massive for you last year. I don't know that I would expect him to – Crank out twenty six more homers this year. I don't. I don't think I would go that route. We wouldn't complain though. No, no, no not at all. I wouldn't at all. <laughs> but I mean, if he was at, I mean, shoot, if he was at eighteen or twenty, I, I'd be thrilled with that. Still driving in a bunch of runs and and those kind of things. So, um, I I just uh, I think to expect him to have that kind of year again is probably unlikely. But I, I think he's a quality hitter, and um, he just—it's a matter of him making adjustments, and uh, hopefully, second time through, he'll be better off. Jamie, what is your favorite Tech baseball win? I'm guessing least favorite loss, and then what's your favorite call? Uh, the favorite win uh, would be against Oklahoma State in the Supers to send us to Omaha. The Kurt Wilson home run. Uh, See, I thought you might have gone with uh, the first one over Florida in Omaha. That was pretty cool. That was pretty cool. Um, uh, The first or the worst loss was uh, 2016 to TCU in Omaha when you you came from behind. You. Uh, Hunter Hargrove had a big double off the bag to give you a lead in the eighth inning. And then Luke and Baker hits one to Iowa. Yeah. Um, in the next half inning. Uh, Would have, could have been one of the coolest games ever for Red Raider baseball. And Lucan, who obviously was a terrific player, um, made a big swing. So that, w- that was probably the toughest one. See, I'd say the entire um, second half of the 2020 season. Honestly, though, you know, there's always that feeling of whenever you leave Omaha, it's still at the end of the day, you're leaving Omaha. Sure. So it's not, um, you're not devastated by it. I'll tell you the 2017 loss to Sam Houston State in the regionals here in Lubbock was, yeah, that was tough to get over. Just because you, like, you knew you had a team that could have really felt like you had the depth in your pitching staff. You just had a bad couple of days, but you had depth to to really compete in Omaha that year, and you just you just had a bad couple of days, and it cost you. And then also knowing that the fan base would be like the next year, hey, no matter what you did, 
during the regular season, nobody was going to care. It wasn't until you got back to Omaha. It wasn't going to be, yeah. everybody was just going to be worried that you were going to, you know, slip up again. So, um, that one was really tough. Um, my favorite call, well, that's, I mean, hacks catching the foul ball probably. No, I, I don't know. Probably is Kurt Wilson call. I'd see for you though. And I know you don't like it. The rest of us do because we were right there with you. The LSU call. Yeah. And I know why you don't like it. I get it. I understand. And as someone who talks on the air for a living sometimes, I completely understand why it's not your favorite. You, you, it was a favorite game. I just kind of lost my mind. And right. Was, but we all lost our mind that yeah. night. And you were right yeah. along with all of us when you did. If you know the background story, there was an Aggie fan and some LSU people that had really talked some complete SEC trash to me. While I was there, and so there was, I was a little emotionally charged to be LSU. Can we get them to come in every day to have you charged every day? That would be awesome. Did the rat tail grow out? <laughs> no. Jamie, enjoy your trip to Odessa. We'll bring in Josh next on the bottom line on 100.7, the score. Getting to the point, but taking the scenic route to get there. This is the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. One ball, two strikes. Newman to Gardner. Here's the pitch. Swings, grounded, kicked off the foot of the pitcher. In comes Fairhead. He will score the winning run. Red Raiders win it 5-4. to four. And an infield single from Tanner Gardner. And the Red Raiders have taken down the second-ranked team in the country here today. 5-4. to four. What a game. Tanner Gardner with a big hit. Fairhead scores the winning run. It's a great day to be a Red Raider. Texas Tech wins it 5-4. to four. Jamie Lentz on the call against LSU in Baton Rouge. That was a very happy Jamie Lentz that day. And uh, fully support him in his endeavor to to lose his mind in a baseball game. Because we were all losing our mind when that hit went through. Uh, that by request off of the Yates Flooring Center chat line from user HBHJOO. Hope you enjoyed the Jamie Lent LSU call. Uh, Jeff McGuire in for the one and only Choice Woodman alongside now Josh Falpel as he joins the program and Clint Scott sliding and slides pushing buttons. Josh, how's your day going today? Anything exciting in the internet world? Um, that's a no. No, not you really. You were looking at kitty videos today, weren't you? No, I wasn't. Why uh, not? Why wasn't I? Why, if you have an opportunity to look at a kitten <laughs> video, why are you not watching? I like cat. Uh, I like cat memes more than I like cat videos. I think the uh, one meme. Yeah, the, the, the one. The, there's one with like a hundred <laughs> versions. I yes, I don't know that I've ever seen any of those that I wasn't like. Uh, yep, that's I. I agree. As the cat, I yeah. should say. Uh, I mean, not a ton happening in the online space lately. I guess there's a. I guess depending on where you go in the internet world, there's a. You know, there was a developer uh, announcement by. Uh, Xbox Game Pass on Sunday, oh, okay. which is pretty good, and uh, but that was Sunday, not today. So yeah, uh, today not not a ton. Uh, this person off the Ace Learning Center chat line, kitty videos, gross. I don't think they're gross. I mean, I get why they might not be your thing, sure, but gross. Or uh, you could be the person that likes watching other kids fall down a flight of stairs. Listen, kid got up and got okay. 
I can laugh at it. Right. If they're going to a hospital, that's a different story. They yeah, wouldn't be right. posting it on YouTube. That That's the kind of way I feel about it. Bullfighter chimes in off of uh, Jamie's call. Love it! Exclamation points. And uh, user who requested the LSU call gives Clint a good old thums, thumbs up. So thank you, Clint, for helping us out today. High school basketball triple double headers today. It's different than triple headers because it's only two games. Right. And I figured out where I got messed up on this last week because I kept saying it too last week. And I was like, I know this isn't right. Why is it in my head wrong? There's a difference between... Chuck Hines put it in my head this morning with a triple header. Oh, It's a triple double header is what today is. Friendship girls are at Odessa Permian followed by the boys 6 and 7.30 respectively over on Double T 97.3. Cooper girls are at Lubbockai, so a much shorter trip for them. Uh... That starts at 6 o'clock right here on 100.7, the score with the boys to follow. And the Liberty Patriots will be hosting Roosevelt about 630, 615, 630 uh, on 93.1 Texas FN, followed by the boys at 7.30. So if you're looking for high school basketball, you got three options on our airwaves for it tonight. Obviously no Red Raider basketball with them off until Saturday when they will... Uh, Travel to Oklahoma to face the Sooners. Lady Raiders are back in action tomorrow when they bring in the University of Houston to the United Supermarkets Arena and uh, more college basketball as the the week goes on. Uh, Looking at the NFL schedule, it's championship weekend. We've kind of hinted at it just a little bit with regards to Baltimore, Kansas City, and San Francisco versus Detroit. Uh, Anything that you've seen in the last, say, 24 hours that has changed your mind about these games? No, not really. What would it take for you to change your mind on these games? Like uh, major quarterback injury news at this point? It would take, let's see, I think Lamar Jackson has probably enough around him. There's like the defense could probably win the game if they had to. Like best of, of abilities though. Um, if I think if it's suddenly revealed, this is not the case by the way, just in case you're uh, you know, our, our listeners pant, like don't want to send them into a panic. Sure. But what it would take for me is like either quarterback in the AFC, just like it, they can't throw. It just turns out like they, uh, an injury has been revealed and they, they can't throw. That would probably be something in the NFC. Um, I mean, kind of the same thing, but I think I would feel better about the 49ers winning without Brock, Brock Purdy. Uh, like if, if it happened that he couldn't throw, I think that team is still talented enough that they could still still pull off a win. Not by any guarantee, mm-hmm. but still possible. Like the highest possibility without their quarterback. This off the 8th Morning Center chat line, and I'm willing to do this for them, but I want to know what happens if you're wrong. Okay. Okay. Gonna be Detroit, Kansas City, book it. Listen, I will. And I'm not saying you're wrong. But you're going to get all the credit if you're right. What do we get if you're wrong? True. And it could be something. I mean, it could be just a, yeah, I'll come in and say I was a moron. Listen, I that's all <laughs> it has to be. Uh, and it doesn't even have to be that much if you just want to say that you were wrong. Like, what do we get if you were wrong? Yeah. Because I I it's absolutely booked if, if you said this. Yeah, if you're going to book it, you have to be willing, after one of those doesn't happen, sure. to write in and say, I was wrong. And we can be stupid on the radio. I mean, hi. 
<laughs> How's it going? That's us all I'm the here. time. So, like, and, and I will wear, and I am the one that was famous for saying there will, be, there will not be a no-hitter in baseball. And then, like, it was the next night, it felt like, that there was a no-hitter in baseball. But I, it was more of the perfect game. It would take a perfect game, and it was a perfect game. So it was a little bit different. But no one ever remembers that. They just remember me being an idiot. Again, we'll wear it with pride. Because I don't just play an idiot on the radio. I am one. Um, so it goes both ways. Yeah. Like, we get called out on our stuff all the time. Listen to the morning drive. That's half of what we do. That's what makes it fun. So still haven't seen a reply yet. Which leads to the, I don't know what we're going to do if we book. Like, what do we get if we book it? Right. Yeah. That's all I want. And, and it... It could be like a gold, like a single individual goldfish, like the the cracker, not the not the one of the the bowl. That that requires effort. We have to take care of. Sure. We got to feed. You're giving me a chore now. Don't do that. Do you don't have, give somebody a plant either? Then they got to water it, and yeah. then it dies, and they feel bad. Do you have many instances where you're like, book it? Are you a, are you a that kind of uh, <laughs> sports watcher, or you you really just let things play out? I I don't know that I get to book it stage. Um, unless it's something, I guess I, every now and then something tickles my fancy that way. And I can just absolutely see the beginnings of something boiling. And I'm like, no, 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 it's happened. I can see it. I'm probably of the maybe 10 times I've probably gotten right twice, two, three times. So below average on it. I've got a Super Bowl one running right now. Really? Yeah. It'll be played on February 11th, oh. 2024. Book it. Book it. <laughs> Man, I sure hope there's not like a hurricane that rolls through and pushes it back a day. Uh, it takes a big man to admit when he's wrong. I am not a big man. <laughs> this has been the Bottom Line Podcast from 100.7 The Score. Go to 100-7thescore.com for more from the Double T Sports Network.